Welcome everybody to episode 138 of the Metabilis 2 podcast featuring myself, Ben. And David. And what are we talking about tonight? New Who! We are going to do a hot take on episode one, Spyfall. Episode one of Spyfall, a two-parter, written by the chip himself. Um, so season 12 starts out with a Bondian, a Bondian bang. So yeah. he did not disappoint in that. No, there was some... I mean, there's a, there's a villain who lives in a... Well, it's a slightly underwhelming house, to be honest, um, as Bond build villains go. But he does have a big building, which is his headquarters. So that's the main... That's mm-hmm. the main thing. I wonder if all those were filmed... Well, like you speculated, that was filmed in South Africa. That's but... all South Africa. Yeah, I mean, I was, though I didn't, um, going to kind of... Because there was a piece of public art in the background at one point. I was going to kind of Google that and find out exactly where they'd mm-hmm. filmed it. I mean, it's somewhere in Durban. You know, it's somewhere in South Africa, basically. Um, one would right. have thought. Um, maybe I will try and do that and we can <laughs> we can reveal it next week. <laughs> Talk <laughs> there about you go. it, yeah. So, because uh, that's always a good way to find out because uh, that's always kind of distinctive. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you know, South Africa is riddled with, um, riddled with vineyards. But, I mean, obviously, I misidentified this as being France. And, of course, it's supposed to be Napa Valley. Yeah. California. Just a little California, yeah. outside of San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. Um as I did point out in the trailer, I think it, it, it's disappointing that the Lenny Henry villain was driving a Chrysler. <laughs> not, I think they, they surely could have sprung for a Bentley or something from the hire firm in South Africa. Or maybe they couldn't. Who knows? Well, I did look up the license plate, and that oh. Californian license plate is fictitious. It is not a real Californian really? license plate. Really? <laughs> well, what a surprise. Th- what these, a are, surprise. these are the kind of in-depth facts. Absolutely, in-depth facts. <laughs> I Again, I very nearly paused and... and and um, tried to find out what the picture, what the flag was on the wall of um, Stephen Fry's office. Uh, um, and then I, I didn't do that either. Though I should have mm-hmm. done. There's two things I should have done. I'm sorry. I'm woefully ill-prepared for this podcast. But, but you did go. watch it a time and a half, though, that you were I saying. did. Yeah, I know. I watched it. I watched it virtually live. So mm-hmm. um, we were very privileged to be able to do that on New Year's Day. I was myself and my lovely wife, mm-hmm. um, who enjoyed it. She likes a good James Bond. Um, do you think she liked it enough to watch part two? I think she probably did. Spoiler alert: she also she also likes the uh, the returning character, who returns in this episode. So um, uh, and um, more on I'm him a, later. I, I guess we're, <laughs> we're gonna have to mention some. I guess if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not worried about spoilers. But yes, uh, more on him later, of course. Um, what did you think of the opening? Very season eleven through thirteen font reminiscence of uh, yes, Futura extra black. Time Warrior through Seeds of Doom font for the captions. Yes, and I mean, I, presumably you were following the debate on Twitter about the um, kerning the horrific, <laughs> the horrific kerning that was going yeah. on. Yes, yes. Oh, well, uh, that uh, was very noticeable right away. That was that was what made me almost doubt that it was Futura. Really, that the kerning was so hideous on it. Yeah, you're well, certainly Mr. Stuart Manning and Mr. Clayton Hickman were very <laughs> upset about the kerning. Yes. Um, I thought, I thought, I mean, it was a nice, again, I mean, I think this is some, sometimes can be the problem is that, you know, the production team knew, oh, we need to do a reference to the past by using mm-hmm. this font and then they kind of screw it up. I, I mean, I actually thought it was, I felt it was too blocky and I would have liked a a less, a less dated looking font, to be honest. Um, uh, mm-hmm. But there you go. They would have been better off with a Troughton era, like Euro style, or one of those yeah. f- 
earlier Troughton fonts, I think, if they wanted to do a callback. Yeah, and I think it's weird because, I mean, obviously, you know, a Troughton font, I think, would be really appropriate given, you know, Enemy of the World, which is kind of a Bond a Bond-style mm-hmm. tale. There weren't really any kind of Bondy-style tales in the 70s at all, basically, were there? Well, you had... Correct me if I'm wrong. Bill Filer in Claws of Axis. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, Bill Filer. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's true. The CIA that's true. there involved. So not, not MI6. That was after we had recorded last week. I was thinking, well, the doctor was sort of tangentially involved with the spy agency with Bill Filer. That's so. true. Yeah, yeah. There is CIA, some, yeah. some precedence, and it does seem like Chibnall is more and more mining the 1970s rather than the 1980s for some of his ideas. Right. Which, given our taste in Doctor Who, can only be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Mr. Chib. Mm-hmm. Well done, Mr. Chib. Um, I thought everyone acted very well. It was nice to see um, uh, Yaz getting some getting some screen time for mm-hmm. a change or some, some acting, acting stuff to do. Did you pick um, up on the bit with uh, Yaz's sister and Ryan wanting to exchange phone numbers and no. Yaz kind of standing in the way of that? Oh, no, I missed that bit. What, what, I, yeah. I did not pick up on that bit. Yeah, so Ryan's trying to get his, uh, Yaz's sister's phone number and Yaz's sister is trying to get Ryan's phone number. Oh, right. A little bit, little bit of Yaz family, family romance stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did like Yaz's dad trying to get his ridiculous Amazon <laughs> Echo or whatever that stupid thing was to work. Uh-huh. Though yes. what they should have done is they should have they should have called it um, Senior and therefore linked the, the world of Doctor Who to the world of years and years and had like a crossover. Was Yaz's dad using a Vore device? Did they tie it in uh, that closely? I, I, I don't know if they I did. I think we'd have to pause it and zoom in. It probably was a Vore device. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it's interesting, and I, maybe we'll come on to this, it's interesting that um, uh, we haven't heard about VOR before, even though apparently they're one of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah, and I'm wondering, it seemed like they were going to set up some very interesting commentary about the prevalence of lack of privacy and uh, online behavior with bullying through the interview, and they kind of dropped that. So I'm wondering if this is more window dressing than actual... Uh, important to the story well i thought it was good that they used technology in a i don't know how to describe this but you know when the russell the russell t davis era it was like ooh, it's sat nav they've gone evil blah, we blah, did blah. have evil sat nav <laughs> yeah well, i guess we, we this out of time was actually evil um it was trying to kill you literally it was like zapping you through the mm-hmm. through the head uh, so but um uh, more kind of like i guess maybe he was we were reacting to the the foolishness of the uh, of the Kablam man that yeah. uh, you know that actually some of these big companies are kind of more evil than than good and mm-hmm. these huge kind of tech conglomerates are. Though right. so, I, I mean, here's okay. So or, all right, let's start slamming into into some of my theories on this one. Okay. So like Vor, right? Okay. So the as yet undiscussed by us re- <laughs> recurring character O. Yes. His name is O. Yes. And O is in the center of V and R to make Vor. Right. Um, and so V and R is virtual reality. I'm not convinced this is actually, and it's, some of this is actually taking place in the real world at all. Oh, so like extremists then? Yeah, I think I think this is. I think when again, as 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 we're told, you, every, everything everything you know is lies or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's some virtual reality stuff going on here. Mm, interesting. Yeah, and I, that's what I think VOR is. I think it's VR, virtual reality, 
and O is in the middle of it hmm. to spell Vor. Because like Vor is, it's it's a really stupid name for anything. I thought um, it would be short, would... like for carnivore, because they were yeah, eating everything. I, I guess, but I mean, why would you call your company Vore? I mean, I guess it's like Uber, I suppose, which is an equally ridiculous name. Which Graham name checked in there? Worst yeah. Uber ever. Worst Uber <laughs> ever. Um. Uh. So yeah. So that's so I, I. That's what I think is going on here. I think there's some virtual reality shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So you think those aliens or whatever are avatars or virtual reality type? Okay, well, this t- yes. this ties into my theory that these are Vardens. Vardens, okay. You're still hanging yeah. on to Vardens. I'm hang- <laughs> <laughs> You sound skeptical. You sound skeptical well, that they're Vardens. Well, they have weird heads. <laughs> weird pointy heads. Well, well they're, 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 not... Vardens, they're Vardens with hats. Well, they're, they're, ha- they're hat-wearing Well, Vardens. they're pointy hats, but they're also, uh, if you catch them on the... Uh, angle they're either they they're like uh, they have hoses coming out the back or handlebars like cyberman handlebars on the side it just depends on the kind of angle and the amount of glare or light that they're emitting well that's i mean that's the other fan theory currently right is that they is because the company's called vor mm-hmm. they're the vord yeah I've, I've heard that and i cannot imagine that chip <laughs> <laughs> Chibnall would do a callback to 1964 and yeah, revive the board. I, 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 I would love them to be the board. I find that I find that not. I find that completely to be ridiculous because I mean, the, the, obviously the board are the board are awesome, <laughs> but they really don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they don't really have any distinguishing characteristics mm-hmm. as an alien. However, the Vardens. Okay, so these are two things that support my Varden theory. Okay. Yep. First of which is they're shimmery when they're not in their boring in their boring military outfits. Right. They're shimmery creatures. Okay. Yeah. And again, I've seen complaints online about people saying, "Oh, these are really cheap effects to have shimmery aliens <laughs> uh, that look really cheap and boring." It's like, well, okay, why would you why would you have like a cheap looking alien unless it was referring to the original cheap looking alien, which is the Vardens? Yeah. So that's one reason why it's the Vardens. Okay. The other reason why it's the Vardens is if this is a virtual reality construct of some kind, mm-hmm. and Vardens are creatures that, as far as I can remember, and I think I'm right, you know, one of their main uh, evil uh, abilities was to be able to travel down radio waves mm-hmm. and kind of inhabit radio and television, I guess. Right. That's just the kind of thing the Vardens would do. The Vardens could totally infect like, you know, a kind of Amazon Web Services style giant company, completely infect the whole thing um, and use that to do their conquering. So how would that explain Barton's DNA only being 93% human? Because he's part Varden. Okay. Yeah, 7%, which is not a huge amount, to be honest. 7% of him is Varden. Hmm, okay. Like his foot. Mm-hmm. One of his feet. Mm-hmm. One of his feet is a Varden foot. If you take his foot, take it's his shoe shimmery. off, it's all, it's all shimmery. <laughs> no, if you if you make him take all his clothes off, he's wearing like green combat, combat underwear. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Varden ruse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's my theory. Okay. You sound skeptical. Well... I am a little bit skeptical. I I really don't know. I don't have a good, strong theory. I've heard the word. I don't think that's really... I've heard Cybermen. Uh, you no. know, you, your theory is the Varden. I mean, I mean, they did look a little bit like the Army of Ghosts in the Army of Ghosts. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's where the whole Cybermen thing yeah, is coming from. But yeah. yeah, they're totally not Cybermen, no. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't have a good theory on who these aliens are, but if it is uh, a virtual reality, if they're all a lie, they could just be nothing, too. Though, the one thing that might support Cybermen is that, obviously, if um, Lenny Henry is 7% alien, that reminds one of, of you know, of international electromagnetics and Tobias Vaughn, who, of course, was part, was part Cybermen, mm-hmm. so... But I think that's probably just a bit of misdirection for like stupid fans like us yeah. rather than something that's real. Yeah. There are some really good visuals in this story that I really, really liked at the very beginning with the TARDIS up on the car lift. I thought that was fun. That was it was nice. fun. And yeah, I like that. They're really uh, depicting the Whitaker Doctor as uh, mechanical and good with tools, good with the kind of physical realm yeah no i thought that was well done i mean i thought the effects were good i thought the direction was good um i thought there was rather too much of it certainly the you know the car chase the kind of rather unsatisfying Mm -hmm. car chase um through the vineyard was like (laughs) deliberately kind of this is a kind of thing james bond would have done but i mean james bond would have spent about 10 minutes on Mm -hmm. that we only had like a minute and a half yeah. Um, and then it sort of just finished. <laughs> I mean, I thought the backward Sheffield one was was better, mm. um, and I think better directed. I think the the motorcycle Chrysler car chase through the vineyard was was kind of unnecessary. And again, you know, if, if Lenny Henry's a Bond villain of some kind, Bond villains don't do their own shooting. Um, they have a minion right. who does the shooting. Bond villains like sit in the front of the car or like get angry. They don't. They don't shoot out the back. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't clear why Lenny Henry was shooting at her, to be honest. No, no. That's probably my biggest beef, I guess, with the story. is It wasn't really clear what the point of the story was other than the debut or reintroduction of the uh, character played by Sasha Dewan. Yeah, which again, I sort of plays into though this may be too clever i mean if it is clever at all and that sort of plays into my idea that all this might be some kind of virtual reality thing Mm. and you know some kind of let's just call him who he is something orchestrated by the master dun 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 (laughs) to be irritating as he is usually so when do you think the switch was made i don't know (laughs) <laughs> i don't know but i mean there was a lot of toing and froing you know i mean yaz gets sent into the mysterious giant hair dimension mm-hmm. and then gets sent back again randomly yeah i have a theory on that oh what's your theory my theory is we have a precedence of a virtual reality in the matrix and that to me seemed like the deep roots of the matrix and one of the theories that's been floating around is the reason why uh, these aliens are able to get into the TARDIS is because they're Gallifreyans from a parallel dimension which is why we have multiple earths up there 10 different earths when she's uh, decoding the message right so perhaps this is a parallel dimension master who uh, is come back. And so, again, there has to be no explanation that what happened to Missy and wow. the John Sim Master, wow. that this is parallel dimension master and uh, Yaz, and at the end, the doctor got sucked into the wiring or the deep uh, infrastructure of the Matrix. Goodness. Wow, that's some, that's some, that's some complicated story storytelling. <laughs> that kind of, like... 
kind of deep, what's the word, uh, you know, mining of the show's history in a kind of complex mm-hmm. way. That never really happens, if you see what I mean. I mean, they never really do mm-hmm. that in the show because they'd mm-hmm. have to spend so much time sitting down and explaining it to us that we'd get bored and wander off. So I think that's a nice idea. I, I, I guess, well, I don't know. Yeah, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. I just think mm. the kelp forest or that those wires, those roots, those hair follicles, whatever you yeah. want to call them, was uh, inside Gallifreyan Matrix. That was that was my thinking. Well, I guess I mean that then fits with the Master, who, of course, you know, we absolutely we know, knows the Matrix very well. It would fit with the slight unreality of the whole thing, but then, of course, this is Doctor Who, mm-hmm. so all of it's slightly unreal. So, but I mean, I certainly that vineyard scene with the house that all felt kind of Matrixy to me. It felt kind of virtual reality a little bit to me a little bit mm-hmm. and then I, I i hadn't read i I do like the the this is an alternate dimension master which can nicely explains away the um uh the kind of you know the kind of mutual self-suicide of of the john sim of well the master and missy mm-hmm. um at the end of um the end of season uh, nine ten, ten end ten. of season ten mm-hmm. yeah yeah well we will we'll, we'll find out very shortly we'll find out in a couple of days yeah Exciting. I did think it was a bit overwrought with uh, Daniel Barton, Lenny Henry's character, and then with O, uh, the master. It's hard to figure out how those things fit together. So I really like your idea that VOR, it's VR with O in the middle of it. It at least connects the two story threads uh, together. Right, right. But it was hard to see what they were trying to do with the Daniel Barton character. And I just wonder... If in uh, Chibnall's original draft, it was just Daniel Barton, but then the execs at BBC said, mm, you yeah. know, this is not enough. You got to you got to punch this up some more. And so Chibnall wove in the master because it really seemed like, oh, was a different character until he wasn't. And usually the master telegraphs a little bit more that something's up, but... I don't know if this was to show once again or undermine the doctor when she says something like last season where she says, don't trust guns, don't trust knives. And then the very next episodes, the the story is resolved around a gun or a knife. Right. And in this story, she says the first rule of espionage is trust no one. And what does she do? She trusts O implicitly right. and doesn't yeah. doesn't take any countenance in uh, or she doesn't even twig on that she's inside O's or the master's TARDIS the entire time she's in the Outback Steakhouse or whatever O is uh, <laughs> masquerading in as yeah okay so I, I could have done with a bit more telegraphing um, mm-hmm. I think you're right there I mean I think what's f- actually weirdly fun about this episode is that if you watch it again which I haven't but I think if I remember back to it Mm-hmm. One of the things that confu- was confusing about Shashad One is he was really super familiar. Oh, he, he played um, Boris Hussein in Adventure. Which is why, <laughs> which is why he was super familiar to me. And I didn't know that. Well, I didn't remember that. So I'm like, why? And then, he, and then he kept on saying like, Ooh, well, I've, you know, I've met the Doctor before when the Doctor was a man, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And we're like, wow, have you? <laughs> um, and I, I actually, I, you know, because this is what, I almost went to my phone while, while watching the episode. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let, let's, let's look him up and find out when he did meet. Because I know he's been mm-hmm. on Doctor Who before. Um, maybe he was in some Tenant episode that right, I'd forgotten right. about or something or some, you know, some Matt mm-hmm. Smith episode that I'd forgotten about. But obviously what O slash the Master was saying is that, you know, I've met the, the Doctor before because 
I'm the master and I keep on meeting the doctor. Right. But that that was too subtle, I think. It was too subtle a signal. It wasn't masterly enough. He said only once before, too. Right. Did he? Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah. Which may, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that plays into your Matrix theory. Maybe this is like the Matrix master Mm. or something. Mm. I mean, maybe maybe this is before John Sim and before Missy. Mm Um, and this is like a, you know, and before, well, I guess it couldn't be because there's the Tremus master. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the, you know, the, uh, you know, Castro Valva right. master. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think again, I mean, obviously us fans would love to have a really super complicated, you know, kind of fan wank explanation mm-hmm. for all this. But I mean, I think what you do have to remember is it's got to be explained in like 10 seconds. Right. So it's never going to be way complicated. It's never going to be as complicated. It's never going to be the level of complication that will please us, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think just your Matrix thing, because we know about the Cat Time Lords. And we've had enough of them from from um, previous showrunners to know that we know about Time Lords. So right. like, we kind of know about the Matrix. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it could just work. It could. Your theory could just work, I think. This is some kind of alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Master who's kind of using the Matrix and also the Vardens because to, um, got that Gallifreyan connection. Yeah, who have do have a very strong Gallifreyan connection to kind of penetrate our universe in order to do something nasty. Hmm. I mean, the Vardens are they're just the kind of alien that the Master likes to kind of hook up with. <laughs> he never really hooks up with good aliens. No, that's definitely. I mean, true. he's never hooked up with the. What do you guys? I guess he has hooked up with the Daleks, but it didn't end well for him. Um, he's never hooked up with the Cybermen. I guess he kind of has, <laughs> and it didn't end well for him for that one either. So I mean, you know, he likes to he likes to hook up with aliens who he can really kind of you know, who don't overshadow him too much mm-hmm. or her. Um, so yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Did you think Barton's scheduler, that little short guy in the bow tie and checkered pants, was a, a Troughton reference? Oh, maybe. Yeah, he was. He he had way too much character um, for an incidental character. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a bit disconcerting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Lenny Henry did an excellent job. I mean, I thought he was very sleek. Mm-hmm. He was very suave. Um, he was a very good Bond villain. Um, he was a weirdly convincing tech guru of some kind. Mm-hmm. He had a stupid name. Danny Barton is not a good name for a James Bond villain. I don't know where they got Danny Barton from or Daniel Barton. That's very, very poor writing there, I'm afraid, in my opinion. And I actually thought that I thought the scheduler kind of over because Lenny Henry was being so subtle with it mm-hmm. and the scheduler was being so unsubtle with it. Right. Uh, that didn't work so well. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to figure out where Lenny Henry's character intersects with the master. Obviously, the master got him off the plane. How did the master get him off the plane? He said he dialed him off, but that that to me indicates virtual reality again. Yeah, I, I'm again, I'm not entirely sure that Lenny Henry really exists. I think he might be some kind of virtual reality thing. Because hmm. he turned into a bomb like pretty swiftly. And I know this is a show that's basically currently runs around magic. Right. But um, I thought that was like pretty swift. Hmm. And why, why are the Vardens like attacking secret agents and turning them into DNA things? Yeah, a lot of unanswered questions. Don't have a good yeah. theory on that. Yeah, no, don't. Yeah, it seems a weird thing to want to do, actually. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, I hope they resolve that well. Other than that being like just a James Bond thing. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, I'm not saying that James Bond is any more convincing or well more well written than <laughs> um, than Doctor Who, to be honest, at this point. But still, I hope there's a good in-show reasoning. Mm-hmm. Which I suppose it could just be the master being a dick about things as mm-hmm. usual. But who knows? 
What did you think of the master hitting on Yao's? Yeah, and again, I mean, I think that worked nicely <laughs> if you watched the episode again and realized that it was the master. It was weird <laughs> if it was just some rando bloke um who li- happened to live in you know a hut in the middle of the outback <laughs> i would have liked more masterish things i mean what was the, the my favorite master reveal of all the master reveals um has got to be the professor yana reveal in utopia when we find out that professor yana is actually the master and the reason that works so well for me i'll have to say is that i'd already seen the spoilers mm-hmm. that derek jacoby or sir derek jacoby as we should call him was playing the master so i as soon as he as soon as soon as i saw the character walking oh yeah okay he's going to be the master but he was so unmaster like Mm -hmm. that i was like wow okay those spoilers are wrong because (laughs) he's obviously not the master because he's not playing the master this is not the master's character this is this is this there's something wrong here and that's why that was such a good reveal for me when he when he takes out the um the pocket watch Mm -hmm. because a the pocket watch was a callback to a previous episode Mm -hmm. Which I, I think is all, it was very well done. And B, you know, I'd already kind of discounted my own spoilers. So and I think I think revealing a character to be the master is a more subtle job than simply pretending that they're not the master rigorously mm-hmm. for the entire episode right. and then suddenly telling you, oh, no, it's the master. Right. Even down to, as I as I was told today on the internet, scrubbing uh, uh, the yeah, character the from, the, from yes. the trailer. Yes. Which is like, well, I guess, but I mean, I suppose we might have gone running to the IMDb and it's saying like, you know, Sasha Doan is the master. Yeah. And then I don't know. but He's, he's listed knows. as O, credited as O, so they preserved it that right. way. Yeah. And it was probably a closed set. It wasn't a very big, uh, it was just a regular cast who had the reveal. Right, right, right. So, I mean, that's what I, I think I mean is that I think, I mean, I like the writing in this episode. I think it was streets ahead of um, the previous season. And I liked the story. Uh, um, I thought it was very, you know, it was very new who-ish. I think it worked well. It's made me excited about this season when actually previously I hadn't been that excited about it. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. expecting good things. Um, yeah, more I, so than the trailers by a long shot. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I do think that the writing is still could still do with more subtlety mm-hmm. uh, and i i guess that's uh, that's that's what i mean a master reveal is always cool because the master's mm-hmm. cool and it's fun and he likes to disguise himself even when he doesn't disguise himself at all like this guy did right. but um i think you can be more subtle about how you signal that it's the master um i would have liked more kind of i don't know I don't know what we was. had the line who's the spy master and uh, i think that was pretty much it other than the master having i can't buy it it wasn't very masterly uh the master it was there wasn't hints of it it seemed to me like i'm going to be writing as chibnall i'm writing this character and all of a sudden i have to change this character it does an entirely 180 on it with very little if any foreshadowing so you really are going with a high ups going like listen chib if you want to keep being the showrunner of this show you need to bring back some big bads from previous seasons and we suggest you bring back the master Mm -hmm. so go back to your script turn that character into the master otherwise you're fired that you, you that that's your kind of i don't I'm, know if that's i mean I'm, I'm exaggerating for effect yeah maybe you know not I mean. that extreme but it it really seemed like he was trying to tell a different story 
and then all of a sudden, you know, the record scratches across the vinyl, and mm-hmm. we're nope, this is not the story we're telling extremists, where we're telling a story about virtual reality or something. And oh, by the way, O is the master, and. I think Sasha Dwan is great as the master. I totally get him as the master, but I don't get the reveal. I don't follow what Chibnall is doing with his mm-hmm. writing with these two threads of the story. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a writer. So, and again, we're, we're, we're back in saying like, we're criticizing people for things we can't do ourselves. But, you know, even something as you know tedious as, I don't know, referring to O's, which is a total spy thing to do, like, you know, his habit of dressing up in women's clothing or something, I don't know, would be... <laughs> or, I don't know, he would have had, like, a Mary Poppins video on his DVD, on his in his DVD collection. Or something. I don't know. But, you know, that kind of... that kind of Just a little bit of master signaling of some kind, <laughs> I think, would... Well, even, okay, okay, even... And, you know, and I know Sasha Dewan can, can grow a great beard. He looks mm-hmm. good in a beard. Just have him... Uh, give him a master beard. I think that's coming. Oh, right? you, you, if you, he was pretty clean shaven at the beginning, but then as the episode got further and further along, he got, got more, a little more, more scruffy. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think the beard is coming. Well, I see. Okay. So I would have had the beard from the beginning. Cause I think mm-hmm. we've had a beardless master for like such, I mean, obviously Missy didn't have a beard. John Sim had like a not very good beard when he was the crazy kind of jumping master. So I mean I think we've had we've had a, a beardless master for a while. Right. I think to have had O straight in with a beard, mm-hmm. that would have been that that would have been good, some good master signaling for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it is a, like you said a step up from the last season in many I, ways. I, it, I, I, I I can tell that you that you feel you're feeling a little bit underwhelmed. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if I came in with a chip on my shoulder either. If I was uh, embracing it with an open mind too, so right. I think I need definitely to watch part two and let this mellow a little bit and yes. see how I feel yes. about it after a year or so. Well, I mean, part two looks looks a lot grimmer. It's a lot darker. Mm-hmm. We've got this weird kind of Paris under siege thing going on, which I don't know what's right. going on there. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be a complete. Um, uh, I, I mean, I think I think what we're doing, I think what I suspect we're going to be doing, we're going to be dropping the, um, you know, the kind of James Bond thing by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's just a kind of, you know, a, a, just a silly little extra. Do you think Barton is going to even be in the next episode? I think I don't think Barton's real. I think he's a I think he's a VR construct. I think some kind of, I think he's a VR construct. I mean I, I mean I think I, I mean this is take this is taking your point really. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's room for Lenny Henry as a supervillain and Sasha Dwan as a as a mm-hmm. supervillain. I don't think there's room for two villains. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to waste two great actors and one being the henchman of the other. No, and I, I mean the masters already—they've already got henchmen, which are the Vardens. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep calling them the Vardens until I'm told, until someone forces me to understand that they're not the Vardens. Um, so we, you know, we've already got way too many villains. Right. Um, so we've got to get rid of some. Mm-hmm. Um, we could probably get rid of the Vardens because they're, they're always—they're disposable. They're, 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 they're pretty much—they're literally you can. You can screw them up into a ball and <laughs> a foil, and you can throw them in the recycling. Um, so yeah, I mean, either Lenny, either 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 Danny Barton or the Master have got to be one of them's got to be working for the other, and uh, yeah, they can't be equally villainous. Mm-hmm. So I th- I don't think Lenny Henry's real. Um, 
Lenny Henry, okay, so the suaveness will get dropped and like we'll actually discover the reason why this kind of, you know, amazing tech entrepreneur is because he's actually not a tech entrepreneur at all um, and is Daniel Barton from like Bromsgrove um, <laughs> and has had all his, you know, powers have been given him by the master and the Vardens um, and he becomes completely subservient. I think that could be something that mm. might happen as well. Mm. Because he was, I mean, Lenny Henry, you know, he's, he's, he's got a pretty good range as an actor. He can act suave and he can also act mm. as being, you know, a, a loser as well. So and anyway. he was in the next time trailer. So. Definitely in the next time trailer. But I mean, I think obviously if you wanted to fake people out, mm. you'd, you'd, put, mm-hmm. you'd put him in the next time yeah. trailer. Okay, Stephen Fry is a comedic actor. He's a great comedic actor and he has a long history of yep. doing comedy. He was yep. typecast in this to play this uh, MI6 head bureaucrat. But the yep. joke yep. that they gave him of mistaking the doctor for Graham without even the payoff of a big hat, it just fell flat to me. And obviously, I think MI6 knew that the doctor was a woman at this point because they had collected all the fam before they went to get the doctor and yeah, I agree. his assistant was trying to tell him i just thought the joke was really it it was it was last series it was series 11 it wasn't necessary for this series and i thought it was the joke could have been better there should have been a better joke there there should have been should have been a, there could have there should have been a better joke um and i think um I think we would have felt more warmly towards a character who's not there for that long and then gets his head blown mm-hmm. off um, if he had been played more straight right. and been, you know... Because as you point out, this is MI6. They know who the Doctor right. is and they know the Doctor's a woman right. now. Right. Um, so, you know, this shouldn't be a surprise. Plus, you know, Stephen Price, he's got a great range. I mean, he can play lots of different kinds of characters. Um, I, I, it was disappointing to have him just playing a, you know, a standard issue Secret Service buffoon of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do recommend fans of Stephen Fry to go and look at um, a bit of Fry and Laurie's C yep. sketch, which is like an amazing piss take of the of all those John le Carre adaptations of the eighties. So I mean, he can do he can do spy and he can do posh and he can do stupid spy posh. <laughs> but I mean, I did feel it was a little bit like you know the way they treated the Brigadier in the Three Doctors. Mm. You know, which is like okay, he's just he, he's just a buffoon. Mm-hmm. When actually, it's a lot more interesting to have the buffoon character be a lot more than just a buffoon. Yeah, yeah. So that was a shame. And I, 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 you know, he's 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 a national treasure, Stephen Fry. It's a shame he's not ever going to be on Doctor Who ever again because he's now dead. Or is he? It's Unless, VR. Course, he's also <laughs> a VR construct of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I I really liked the scenes with uh, Lenny Henry. I thought he was amazing. I really was hoping that this would be revolving around him. Right. Uh, then really liked Sasha Dwan as the master. I preferred him as O, obviously. But both both portrayals of the characters were excellent. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I was kind of bored. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, I it seems to that it may get a bit darker. Um, I don't think we've seen enough of Sasha's master. I found him. I again, I found. I think they bodged the reveal a little bit for me. I also found him a little too giggly to start with. I think the master needs to start out being more authoritative before he becomes giggly. But 
maybe he's going to be a giggly master. Who knows? Um, I'm excited to have the beard back because I think the beard is a good, it's a masterful, a masterful <laughs> thing. I am, I'm very curious to see whether my Varden theory is correct or not. I liked it. I, I, mean, I said, you know, I wasn't looking forward to this season. <laughs> I was thinking, oh my God, is it going to be like the last season? I am cautiously optimistic that they may have learnt some lessons. However, as you point out, those lessons may have been forced upon them by higher-ups, in which case it'll be another train wreck. So who knows? Hopefully not. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I, I, I like a two-parter. Um, I think that was a good cliffhanger. I mean, it was slightly contrived, but, you know, it's a good cliffhanger. I, and I, I, I like our conversation through this podcast because we're obviously we've obviously been stimulated to mm-hmm. talk about what's what's happening next and i think mm-hmm. um at some points during the last season i was not stimulated at all to talk about what's happening next because i really couldn't care less what happened next mm-hmm. so um that's a good thing that's a good yeah. thing yeah yeah i mean yeah. i mean do, do, do you possibly think that the bits that you were bored by is because you don't like james bond films I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm accusing you of not liking James Bond films, um, I, which, hmm. which I don't think you do that much. Or, I mean, you, you're kind of... You're, I, I'm not a big ambivalent. Fan. You're ambivalent towards yeah, James Bond films. Yeah, yes. yeah, Hmm. Well, it was, let's see. It was the car chases and the superfluous Aussie security people. Hmm. They, I mean, that's that's pretty Bondy. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, you know. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. The car, mm. I mean, I think the first car chase I enjoyed immensely. The second car chase I thought was silly. Yeah, the first car chase I didn't understand why you sent four SUVs to pick up the fam and then put them all in one to take them to MI6. It didn't make sense true. to me. True, true. So I... Uh, I was actually... Yeah, I, you're right. I was surprised when they were all squashed in the back seat like that. I think what mostly disturbs me is disturbs i think that <laughs> i think the thing that I, I i i think the thing that i get most hung up on is the sophistication of the writing and expecting far too much out of chibnall than what i think he can deliver right right and he's not all that i think i think that's basically where where it's at and so we think we need we need to lower our expectations i think chibnall. i need to lower my expectations to be happy with uh chibnall as showrunner yeah, there you go. Yeah, this is so. Ugh, this is ending so ne- negatively. <laughs> well, we, we, it's it's not. We have, we we have a new master is born. Rejoice! There is a yes. new master. We have a new master, and he's he's awesome. He is, and I, I am not that negative on this on this story. It was a significant improvement. A significant over, improvement. Yeah. Over what nine of the ten stories that we had last year, or yeah. yeah. In, Series eleven, so one hundred percent. It's it's certainly no. It's no battle of Anscore Van Span Van Vandermeer, whatever <laughs> it was called, um, uh, which was awful. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I am excited because I'm always excited when there's a new master around, and um, and I think Sasha Duan is going to be an amazing mm-hmm. master, especially if he gets his beard growing. Mm-hmm. Come on, get that beard growing. He had the best lines. He had some great lines, yeah. And he's a, and he's a, and he's. Uh, I said he started giggling too early, but I'm not going to hold that mm-hmm. against him. Um, I want to see some steely masterness as well as giggly masterness. The master has to do both of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Short fuse. He can relate to that. Short fuse, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the final final lines of the story, and I guess this is something to leave everyone with, is. Uh, 
the master saying one last thing, something you should know in the second before you die. Everything you think you know is a lie. Got you. Finally. So, hmm. Mm. So I think that ties in with the whole DR yes. question. Yes. And I think the only question we have to answer is exactly what isn't, what isn't real here. Because mm-hmm. uh, again, you know, I mean, I mean, the master... The master knows by now that he's not going to kill the doctor, so that bomb can't be real either, really, in some ways. Hmm. Or maybe it can. Maybe this is the master who wants to kill the doctor. Who knows? Anyway, couple of days, couple of days, couple of days. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Exciting. It's nice yeah. to have Doc 2 back again. and it's, Something it's, good to talk about, too. Yeah. Something good to talk about. And I think, um, I think you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling cautiously optimistic about this new season. It has great potential. Indeed, indeed. Well, right. Well, if you made it this far, um, I'm amazed. But thank you for listening to 138 of the Metabetus 2 podcast. I have been speculating with Ben. And I have been prognosticating with David. And until part two of Spyfall. Goodbye, Mr. Bond. (laughs) 